Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. And I'm Jennifer Ross. Well, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the brutal kidnapping, gang rape, and murder of an angel, Anna Maria Unhal, or I want to call her Angel, in 2002. Can we call her Angel? Because she should be. She's a angel. What this poor girl went through and, and why this creep is still walking the earth is beyond me. He is still walking the earth. Actually, there were five guys, but if you want to know a little bit about her, she's from Miami, or was. Beautiful girl. If you want to go to Full Rigor Podcast on Instagram, you'll see her photo. Just a really pretty girl. And she was 18 years old on a date with her boyfriend on South Beach in 2002. Having a nice old night with her boyfriend. Yeah, they were out on a date. And her mom, Margarita Orsorio, says she helped her daughter get ready for the date. She helped her put her makeup on. She ironed her clothes before they headed out. And it was their custom when they exchanged blessings and Angel kissed her mother goodbye. Her mother said, enjoy the evening. That was the last time her mother saw her. Yes. Wow. Here's your mom. It was the destruction of a life. It was the destruction of a life. So, you know what? Margarita actually brought her daughter to the United States to escape the drug violence of the Medellin cartel in Colombia. So here she is. She thinks her daughter's safe when she brings it to the United States. The kid's going out on a date. She says goodbye to her daughter. They kiss. She never sees the kid again. That's it. That's horrible. On South Beach. And she was weeks away from joining the U.S. Air Force. Oh, my God. Well, this gets better. Totally good kid. So, Anna Maria Angel, or do you want to call her Angel? Call her Angel. Okay, and Angel. Okay, and Nelson Portobanco. It's not Blanco, it's Bonco. Porto Banco. Uh, both 18 at the time. Seniors at South Miami Senior High School. This was April 28, 2002. So, a nice spring night on South Beach. They had a dinner date, and they were walking along. You know, you can walk along South Beach, and then the ocean is right there. Mm -hmm. You can see it from there. There's a little wall. Well, they were on the street corner, and this big truck, like a four-door pickup truck, pulled up next to them, and five guys inside dragged them into the truck at gunpoint, both of them. While they're standing on a street corner. On South Beach. Wow. And Nelson is in the front seat on the floorboard, and then... And Angel is in the back seat on the floorboard. And these monsters start driving up I-95 with them in the truck. Okay. Oh, so it was a rented Ford or pickup, no less. But So they did a couple of things. First, they stole their wallets and their jewelry and their ATM cards. And they forced them to give them their PIN numbers. And they stopped at banks along the way to 95 to withdraw money, which they did. So... First, it started out as a robbery. And they are complying with everything that Absolutely. they're being told, right? There's okay. a gun to their head. So at one point, they stopped to withdraw cash. They used Portobanco's ATM card. Portobanco is a banker now, by the way. Is he really? He survived this whole thing. Holy cow. So this was a high school student taking a romantic midnight stroll with his girlfriend on South Beach, and it turns into this horrific robbery. Then it turns into something even more upsetting. Anna Maria is in the back, and she is now being gang-raped by this group of men. Oh, my God. And the boyfriend's in the front, and he has to listen to her, you know, sobbing. And it was every which way to Tuesday, you know, that they were doing to her. And so, as I said, they forced Portobanco onto the floorboard and took turns raping her. And at one point, the truck pulled over on the side of the interstate, and uh, Portobanco was ordered out. But he had been stabbed. So not only did they have a gun, they had knives. He had been stabbed, his throat had been slashed, 
and they kicked him and beat him. They thought he was dead, and they just and they just dumped him. Dumped him on the side of the road. They, they by this time. So imagine this. How long does it take to get from South Beach to Sample Road on 95? Well, that's at least an hour. Okay, so she's been. You know, oh my God! Abused for an hour back there in the back seat with him. Now he didn't get a good look at them because he was cowering in the front. Oh, he's on the floor too. Yeah. So. so, but he's pretending to be dead, and they good kicked him, him out on the side of the road. But he knows that she's still on the truck. They take off with her. Oh God! Did he get a license plate? Did no. He get anything? No. So he flags down another motorist. Okay, I got. I got to just set the stage here. This kid's been his throat is slashed. He's been stabbed. He's been beaten. He looks like hell, obviously. You see somebody like that at the side of the You're road flagging you down. Are you stopping? No. No. Uh, today, no one would no stop one for would. this guy. This he would have died on the side of the road. 2002 is just, yeah. So he flags down a motorist. They call 911, alert police. Uh, wow. So as I said, the truck continued traveling north, and it goes into Palm Beach County. Oh, by the way, the driver also wanted to get in on the action, oh. so they, you know, f- switch seats and all that good nice stuff. Nice guy. Yeah, they're all just mm. dirtbags. Fine, upstanding young men. <sighs> so they stopped again on the side of the road in Palm Beach County near Southwest 18th Street Overpass. That's in Boca. Right. It's just uh, south of Glades in Palmetto Park, yeah. Yes. And, and Joel LeBron, he's kind of like the ringleader. He's the guy with the gun, okay? Okay. And another man marched Angel down the embankment into the brush near that sound barrier wall. Mm-hmm. And LeBron shot Angel in the back of the head oh. as she begged for her life and clasped her hands in prayer. The problem was he fired the gun twice and didn't go off. And then it went off. So this is what she heard. Oh, my God. Like Russian, like Russian roulette. Can you imagine? No, no, I can't. When they found her body, oh, this poor child. The next day, her fingers were still entwined in the praying position in the, oh, while she's lying in the bush dead. Angel's body was discovered two days after the murder, so it's two days after the murder, okay. in some trees near Southwest 18th Street at the overpass on I-95, several miles north of where Portobanco was abandoned. So her life ended with the shot to the head, and she was, you know, down on her knees. She pled for her life, shot in the head, and her fingers, as I said, were still entwined in a praying position when her body was found. So all five defendants, again, were captured the day her body was found, which is pretty amazing. Wow, that really is. Yeah. Wow. So LeBron, now he's in his 40s, and he's still sitting on death row, the shooter. Come on. Yeah, because it, it's, it's just a mess what happened after this. There was a lot of evidence. It was overwhelming. Investigators traced the phone call made by one of the men to an Orlando address where the couple's stolen belongings were found. Okay. Uh, LeBron, who called himself the devil, confessed. He confessed? In excruciating detail to investigators. His boots splashed with Portobanco's blood. His DNA was matched to the semen found inside the victim. And he confessed, but guess what? The, what? The confession was not recorded. Oh, come on. So they didn't want to allow it in on the trial because there was no recording, and that would be hearsay. Wow. But they allowed the prosecutor, finally, he was able to tell the jury what this monster said, and here's what he said. He answered the defendant, how did you feel? when you killed the girl. And do you know what he said? He said, I felt like a king. Oh my God. I felt like a king. This man is like uh, evil on two legs. And you see his photo, again, if you go to uh, Instagram, Full Rigger Podcast, oh, 
He does. He looks evil. He does look evil, but today he doesn't look evil. They cleaned him up really well for trial. He's still his eyes, though. Those eyes, they're yeah, beady. He's, he's like, got the beady uh, eyes. He's, uh, wow. So they were saying his name is Joel LeBron or Joel. Joel. I mean, in Miami, everything has a different pronunciation. Or Joel. <laughs> yeah, Joel and Angel. So he was accused of shooting her in the head. He was charged with murder, kidnapping, robbery, rape, attempted murder. He was ultimately given the death penalty in 2012. But not unanimously. Oh. So, so now he gets you know another trial? You know what happened in 2016? They said you have to have a unanimous verdict. Right. Even though he was a 9-3 nine to, nine, yeah, nine to three decision. And so what happens is that then it goes to the judge. That's a recommendation. That was a recommendation. And then the judge would do the sentencing to death. Right. And in this case, the judge was in tears when he sentenced him to death. Really? But now you have to have a unanimous jury verdict. So that that judge, it came back to him, and he's like, "Look, I'm not going to over, I'm not going to overturn the verdict. I'm just going to overturn the death sentence, and you have to retry that. The jury has to rehear that." Jeez. So this creep still alive. Yes. So LeBron's case was complicated early in the investigation when officials realized that the tape that was supposed to contain his lengthy <laughs> confession was blank. How did they mess that up? Come on. Wow. That's like a key piece of evidence. Detectives Jeez. had claimed that LeBron admitted all the key allegations of the crime, saying they only intended to rob the couple, but ended up raping Angel and deciding to kill her and Portobanco to avoid being identified. And you know what? This guy's thinking that tape not being there and that there's no recording. I am the devil. I had control. I erased it all. Oh, so now it spooky. probably just feeds right into his crazier mind. Wow. How spooky is that? And I bet you that's exactly how he felt. That he had the power. He had the power. I mean, he's saying he's the devil. Yeah. So prosecutors wanted the detectives who conducted the interview with LeBron to testify about the alleged confession to jurors, but the alleged confession. Yeah. But the defense lawyers fought to keep such testimony out of the trial after several years of appeals. Prosecutors won the argument and prepared to put the detectives on the stand, which you heard what he said. He recounted what this monster told him. He asked the defendant, how did you feel when you killed the girl? And do you know what he said? He said, I felt like a king. So it was during that testimony earlier that uh, the Miami Beach detective, Larry Mararo, okay, so he's, he's on the stand and he also related what this defendant said in his confession. And during his testimony, a piece of information the jurors in the case weren't supposed to know, he blurted it out, that one of the other suspects was already convicted. <laughs> so the judge <laughs> immediately Another mistrial. ordered a mistrial. Are you kidding me? My hand to God. So that, I'm telling you, so now again, you're feeding into this guy's mind yes. that he's the devil and he's taken control. Yes. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No, I can't. Because he, if he I were this poor girl's mother, I would have shot this guy by now. Oh, I would. I'd go to prison. It's just if you're a defendant, you're happy our legal system works this way. True. If you're on the other side, not much so in this case, at least. Yes. So the prosecutor, Reed Rubin, do you know who that is? No. No. Anyways, Miami prosecutor. He was the first to deliver closing arguments recounting the chilling moments that Angel begged for her life. She was on her knees. She had her fingers entwined and wow. she's please please and then that gun click click bang oh. 
And then he detailed the brutal rape. He said it starts out with them demanding she take her panties off. Is that enough? No, it's never enough, they said. They're humiliating them. They're tormenting them, Ruben said. And Joel LeBron begins to rape her vaginally, and then he wasn't satisfied, and he raped her. He sodomized her. So at one point, Ruben used the gun to pull the trigger so that the jury could hear the same clicks that Angel heard when it didn't fire the two times, like this. So the jury got a real good picture of what her last moments were like. Oh, jeez. I'm going to have nightmares now. Thanks. I'm sorry. Sorry. So defense attorney Jeffrey Fink, you've heard of him, argued that the failure of the detectives to record the confession made by LeBron was a fatal flaw, making it unreliable evidence. In this courtroom, you won't get a conviction unless you have proof beyond a reasonable doubt. He said, it doesn't matter how horrible the crime is, you don't have this recording. But it took him an hour and eight minutes to convict. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, by the way, they had DNA, as I said. uh, The DNA expert Jeffrey Johnson testified that LeBron's DNA matched semen found on the vaginal swabs from Angel's body. And at this time, Joel LeBron is still waiting his fate on death row. Uh, He was first sentenced to death, but not by the unanimous jury. And then get this. You know how we talked about that serial rapist killer that the 17-year-old girl that who's now a deputy in Hillsborough County right. got away and turned the tables on him. Right. That he had a head injury that made him, it turned him into this... Yeah, that it turned him into the serial rapist. That he wasn't like that before. It changed his behavior, I do believe, is what it, they said. It made him some sort of a predatory rapist. Yeah. Well, they claimed the same thing. This uh, defense-hired psychologist said a head injury during a childhood accident changed LeBron's behavior. Childhood. So this guy's been a creep all of his life then. And he's never been caught doing anything horrific before? Yeah, I don't know what his sheet was like before this, but this is, this is the, what he said on the stand. As a result, he changed cognitively, meaning he behaved differently. Yeah, okay, hit me on the head so I can blame that. Well, I've been kicked by a horse in the head. I've been stepped on in the head by a horse. I've fallen off. I've been hit. In the, I've run into a tree. I'm, I'm not out there killing people and raping people. I have plenty of head injuries. I'm a little crazy, but other than that, I mean, come on. And you got hit in the mouth with a polo mallet. A polo mallet. Well, so wait, let's count this up. You hit, how did you hit the tree? The horse ran me into okay. it. It was a branch. And it, he went underneath <laughs> it, and Sorry. I didn't duck low enough. <laughs> it was just like a Three Stooges Good episode. God. It hurt like hell. Oh. Knocked um, me out, actually. Sure. Yeah. I fell out of a tree, hit my head. The horse kicked me in the back of the head. I needed a hundred and something staples and stitches to sew me back up. Am I killing people? No. Well, actually, I could be, but you haven't found the bodies yet. But, come on. We send you to the 101 Ways to Get Rid of a Body podcast if you want to find out about that. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) this is, they're going to argue anything to try to get someone off death row, basically. Oh, yeah. And and if you get a well-paid psychiatrist who's going to get there up there and say that, you know, all this behavior is because you got hit in the head, I got news for you. You're born evil. And parts of your environment kind of just sway you in that direction. But I, we're hearing a lot of this defense of the head injury changing people's behaviors. It's kind of an interesting little thread. Well, and I con- think it's because of that uh, concussion movie. Ah. Uh, that C- CTE? Is yeah. that what it's called? Well, yes. CTE, yeah. right? Yeah. Because if O.J. Simpson went on trial today oh, for the, the they'd murders, argue that. they'd argue CTE. Well, Aaron Hernandez, he had the worst CTE they ever saw. Right. 
after he committed suicide and killed three people. But anyway, we so um, the, his lawyers, LeBron's lawyers, claimed the brain damage from the childhood accident left him prone to impulses, and they tried unsuccessfully to introduce evidence of the trauma through a controversial brain mapping technology. Mm. I'll map his brain. Give me a hammer. <laughs> I hate these people. Then we'd have blood splatter evidence. <laughs> Judge, Judge, <laughs> Judge Thomas, who presided all four trials of the men charged in Angel's death, said that he didn't believe the car accident, quote unquote, contributed in any way to LeBron's crimes. I like this judge. Yes. So he read an extensive order saying that he gave great weight to the heinous and calculated nature of the crime. He described how Angel must have suffered in a heightened state of fear huh. as LeBron marched her to her death, then shot his weapon twice with no bullet firing, the third one finally being the fatal bullet, and he gave him the death sentence. Well, then, of course, more than 15 years after the horrific crime, the Florida Supreme Court overturned the death sentence of LeBron. Huh. Because it wasn't unanimous. The decision to order a new sentencing proceeding for the death row inmate was part of a series of similar rulings during the past year of 2016 because the jury decisions weren't unanimous and they had decided that you have to have a unanimous jury decision on that even though the judge ultimately had the decision I, you know this unanimous thing it's i understand you know there's a lot of people going to death row that probably don't belong on death row because you know i have this this discussion all, all the time i'm whole, wholly for death penalty you're not well no but the federal now William Bill Barr, yeah, now the AG, now federally, the death penalty is back imposed. They stopped doing it. It was still law, but because of the drug cocktail problem. But I believe in the death penalty on the federal level, especially for terrorists. Okay. So I have no problem with that. Um, but but this, this guy, you don't think this guy deserves to, to yeah, I, get a needle in his arm? I do. Okay. Yeah. So you, you'll have selective death penalty. Yes. Is what, what you, you have. Well, we've talked about it before. When you've got DNA in the vagina, you've got a confession, you have got her stuff in his apartment in Orlando. I mean, you have irrefutable evidence. But when you get the death penalty to the wife of the guy who shot your husband and you're not sure she told him to do it, or you know what I mean? Well, I understand you. When yes. you when you when you, you want put irrefutable death, evidence yes, that please. if you have irrefutable evidence that this person is a creep, whether it be man or woman, right? Then yes, okay. If they're on there because someone said he did it, no. If it's all circumstantial, I, in some in some cases, that's put people on death row. So I don't agree with that. I want to make sure, just in case. Because, I agree. Yeah. In this case, it's sure. It's positive. Why this guy's still standing on two feet beyond me? Ah. <sighs> So, um, well, and th what's interesting is the U.S. Supreme Court found that Florida's death penalty sentencing process was unconstitutional in 2016. So it was SCOTUS found that. So now after that, they have to basically either resentence these people, even though it wasn't retroactive. I don't understand this. So they made the decision in 2016 saying everything that's already been sentenced with a non-unanimous jury can still stand. Right. But from here on, it has to be unanimous. But... They still argue, and it's still been overturned, that they need to redo it. So he's going to get another trial, or well, at least the sentencing part The sentencing part, part right. Yes. <sighs> and you know what? What happens is as time goes by, people forget, you know, and, and, and are it's these detectives— 20 years. And, and are these detectives even still alive? Are they still detectives, or are they retired by now? Well, we're not re-adjudicating his guilt. It's more or less how bad it was. But who do they get to testify? 
Don't they well, get the police that were on had, the yes, case? Yes, yes. And then they had his sister come in on his behalf to show how he walked after his accident as a kid that he could barely walk because he, he had neurological problems. Okay, so where are all the dead cats and dogs that he killed as a child? True. Yes, so... Um, this guy's just a creep. He said he felt good when he pulled the trigger? No. He felt, felt like a king. Oh, like a king. Sorry. So well, I think the executioner will feel like a king when he sticks a needle in his arm. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but we'll keep an eye on it because it's still going on. It's just unbelievable. Do they, have they set a date yet for when this guy is going to have his next uh, court date for his sentencing? So the last I saw on Joel LeBron, it was 2018. They still hadn't determined whether or not he was going to get the death penalty. but So he's sitting on death row. We'll keep you up to date on that. But... Yeah. Imagine that. I mean, Nelson survived this thing, but he has to live the rest of his life with the memory of what happened to his sweet, beautiful, poor girlfriend. Well, and then he, what he heard. I mean, then you're going to have to think that, geez, I survived this. Somewhere along the line, you're going to have to need a lot of couch time with the shrink. Yeah. I can't imagine how he goes through life. No. How do you go through life? Well, he had to testify. Well, good for him. And I hope he buried those bastards. Can you imagine when they realized he was still alive? <gasps> Oh, they, well, they had to know then it was all over. But then you said he couldn't identify him because he was no. face down on the floorboards all day. Right. So it was either the cell phones, the rented truck. There was all kinds of things that pieced it all together. There was a lot of evidence. They were, like I said, two days later they found her body and they, they arrested all of them. So they've all been convicted either through confession or through trial. And uh, LeBron was the only one that got the death penalty and we're still waiting for him to get his true justice. But hundreds of people turned out for Angel's funeral. No. Students planted a tree in her honor and collected money for her funeral. The school gave her mother, the high school, Margarita Osorio, her only child's posthumous diploma. Oh, my God. And when she testified, Margarita wore a picture of Angel around her neck. And she spoke through an interpreter, as we said before. It was the destruction of a life. It's the destruction of a life. That poor woman. Here she was. She got her ready for her date, thinking she was sending her off with this nice guy. She's safe. She's in the arms of a, a sweetheart. Out of Medellin cartel, a reach, and uh, yeah, comes here and gets killed by a group of creeps. Do you remember this story? It, it ended here in Palm Beach County. It's, I, surprisingly, I don't. It's and, so horrific. I, it is as horrific as it, as it is, and I'm sure it was front page news forever. I don't know why I don't remember it. Yeah. I mean, I was here. I don't know why I don't. Maybe maybe I do, and I just kind of blanked it out because it's so horrific. Well, it was more of a Miami story, just ending in Boca, but the fact that... Yeah, Ted Bundy was a, you know, a Gainesville story, but the world knew about him. Right. So, or Florida State, Tallahassee. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, his body ended up at the Gainesville morgue. Because Stark is right there, and he ended up at right. Stark, which is just north of Gainesville. I was the weekend anchor there at this ABC affiliate, so the Stark guys the people in prison would be watching them. i'm thinking about what they're doing watching me <laughs> oh, i'm like oh god <laughs> i digress yes clarice whatever you yes. say <laughs> just don't get near the bars yes Walk down the center aisle oh my gosh so we'll keep you up to date on uh what happens to this devil but really disturbing and the fact that nelson survived and now he's to live with the horror of this for the rest of his life Maybe he wishes he wow. you know, might not have survived. But the will to live, that's what's amazing. His throat was slashed. Jeez. He was stabbed at least eight times. I want him to be my banker, actually. Yeah. Somebody who's got that kind of determination. I like this guy. Yeah, me too. So rest in peace, Angel. Oh. 
I feel bad. Oh, the sign of the cross. I love that. You're Catholic. I am Catholic. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Karen. That's latest episode of Full Rigor, Florida True Crime Podcast. Until next week. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with peak long life universal pre-mixed antifreeze and coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Limit supply. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.